Legacy. Are you looking for a tax professional who truly cares about you and your business? Well, let Denia's Your Radio help you out. Denia's Your Radio is now sponsored by Upscale Tax Professionals. Upscale Tax Professionals offers a comprehensive suite of financial services designed to help businesses develop and maintain effective financial processes and management. Their three-tiered approach allows them to tailor their services to specific needs of your company. Whether you need assistance with tax planning and preparation, accounting and bookkeeping, or strategic financial consulting, their team of experts is here to help. With years of experience working with businesses of all sizes and industries, they have the knowledge and expertise to help your company thrive. Contact them today and schedule your appointment at www.upscaletaxprofessionals.com. Learn more about how they can streamline your financial operations and maximize your bottom line. Hi, this is Misunderstood, and you are now tuned in to Denia Azora Radio. Hello, Misunderstood. Welcome to Denia Azora Radio. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm so glad to have you here. So Misunderstood is an amazing content creator on YouTube. She is always doing her thing. Such a beautiful energy. And I brought her on because she did something that I'm just so proud of her for. She is at how many days on sobriety? Over 500 days now. Yes. Exactly 500 days? Yo, that's... Oh, actually, no. The exact day, let me go to my sobriety condor. I think I'm at... The last I've checked, I was at 575. Wow. I use this app called I Am Sober. So, oh, I'm at 578 days. 578 days, you guys, of being sober. That is amazing. Thank you. So how did you originally get into YouTube? Wow. Actually, I used to do SEO stuff or search engine optimization stuff. And I was on other panels, like as a panelist. And eventually, I needed a place to where I could tell my own story. And so I started my own platform because I would see other people kind of sharing their personal lives and later only to have their personal stories exploited or, or just... I wanted a place where we could speak from a place of understanding and stuff. So because of my struggles, I just wanted to create a space where I could speak about it. And that's how I developed my own platform. So how long have you been a content creator now? Ooh, I believe since 2019. Yeah, 2019, I started my own panel. That's what's up. So you said originally you were doing... Uh, working with people regarding SEO. So what, what exactly were you doing? Just like helping them to build channels? Helping monetize their, well, not, not just the monetization, but um, titles, tags, descriptions, like to be more uh, searchable on so throughout social media, not just YouTube, but their social media presence, like Instagram and um, whatever, whatever it was that they were doing. Um, did like LinkedIn, Facebook, stuff like that. So mostly worked with that to help get their channels seen. 
amongst all the others. So there's a few things that you need to do. And that's the only things I used to do. And plus, I used to do editing for other people before I started my own platform. That's definitely what's up. And phenomenal content creator, Missing This Is My Guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So what would you say has been some of your challenges when it comes to the platform? Some of the challenges. Well, I had to, uh, some of the challenges. You never really know what's going to happen with a live show. Okay. I mean, there's so many twists and turns and I think that's why people like live shows. Some of the challenges was, you know, I had to make sure I wasn't oversharing because, you know, you have family, stuff like that. You have things you never really think about doxing people or, you know, take a picture. People look up where you live and stuff like that based off of a picture. And the, I think the biggest challenge was to make sure that even though I'm sharing my journey was not to overshare. You spoke about doxing. So for those who don't understand what exactly that is, can you kind of explain a little bit about, about what doxing is? Yeah, doxing is short for documents. And in this sense, it means like, sharing uh so somebody exposes your personal information information that can i can identify you so that's what we consider doxing absolutely and so basically basically you know it's not just information that can identify you but basically it's people digging into your um information that isn't public that is a public and, exactly. and making it public without mm -hmm. without your knowledge typically yeah. um <laughs> definitely so when it comes to your sobriety, explain like how your journey and what made you decide to get sober. It took a while. There was a lot of ups and downs. Um, life just became un unmanageable. I really didn't realize there was a problem until I tried to quit. Uh, there's been a lot of, you know, when I started my platform, I started it on my day zero, which just means the wanting to get sober stage okay or maybe not even wanting yet just thinking about it so i started from there because the other channels see like they had time under their belt and i wanted to do it from day zero so um there would be a lot of ups and downs relapses i never really thought that much about it i thought okay this is normal but once i had an audience and people are watching me it's like okay I've got to do this. I need to be accountable and things just you know just start to fall apart relationships um I would just find myself in, a, in the weirdest situations. So I knew I needed to clean up my act. And then I started to have a few health issues. I had problems with my skin, which if you know anything about, I was um, addicted to methamphetamines and it's really hard on your skin. And that was a problem for me. I mean, I can't explain how painful it was just to touch my skin and stuff like that. And just life just started falling apart. You know, and that and that uh, I think is really important for people to understand is that when you're addicted to certain types of drugs, it can really affect your skin. It can affect um, your liver. It can affect your um, your teeth. Everything, right? I mean, you wouldn't even know that you got skin problems because your skin's so nice and smooth and beautiful Thank now. You. Thank you. You know, so um, so. When it comes to your sobriety, what was that final straw that made you say, I have to completely stop? This is it. This is the last time. Uh, it was, you know, being online and constantly having CPS call on me. 
you know, that seems to be the, the latest thing, you know, calling a government agency on someone. So that was definitely it. They had called CPS. And even though now, now at this time I was sober, okay, I've had some time under my belt. I was really proud of that. But, you know, I'm online and, and people are like, oh, she's high. They're always saying I'm high if I look a certain way, blah, blah, blah. CPS came. Uh, took the kids. It took me a while. I had to wait for the hair follicle test to come back. So the kids are back in the house, but that's the one thing that can get my kids gone. So that was the final, that, that was it for me. Cause that was such a close call. If I would not have been sober at that time, I wouldn't have my kids. So thank God I was, cause that would have been an uphill battle. Uh, I, you know, that, that would have just been hard to have to go through the process. Cause you grieve your kids when they're not there. I didn't realize we hear about kids being taken all the time. But it's different when you see them removed from the house. And I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. And that happened over YouTube. So I, I knew that if I was going to make this kind of commentary and stuff like that, I really, really had to be sober. And I've been sober ever since. Absolutely. And I have watched her sober journey. And it's just so amazing to see the transformation and her energy has changed. And now you're teaching Pilates, right? I, well, I take Pilates classes. I've always taught, I've taught ballroom for a while. So I went back to teaching ballroom and I take the, uh, the other stuff to supplement my ballroom. Mm -hmm. I could teach Pilates, but right now, you know, since I started school again, so, so now I'm mostly, you know, I'll still teach ballroom and stuff like that, but I'm mostly trying to get through school so I could be a drug and alcohol counselor. And then I will go back to teaching other stuff in my spare time. That's, that's super awesome. And Madison, this is my guest here on tonight, Azure Radio. So when it so when it comes to um, teaching ballroom, how did you originally get into that? Well, actually, I started training in ballet, Chiquetti Saw Ballet, and I was in a car accident where I rode my car over one and a half times. And so I couldn't train in ballet anymore. I was taking it in college. And so looking for another form of dance style, I was actually looking to do salsa because I started taking these salsa classes. Because uh, once you, you know, I I needed to dance, right? So when I went to take lessons, so I started taking salsa and I'm like, no, I need more. I need more, you know. So I went to a guy to coach me and teach me like competitive style salsa. And he was actually more of a ballroom teacher. So he introduced me to like Foxtrot, American Waltz, Argentine Tango, which is not really ballroom, but stuff like that. And so then I loved it because it was still hard on the body, but in a different way. So I switched over. And then that's how, after about seven years, I started teaching ballroom. So sad because ballroom is such a, a beautiful art, art form. So I can't wait to see your performances and all, all that fun stuff. Yeah. And YouTube content creator, Miss and Mrs. My guest on tonight is your radio. So if you had any advice to someone who was looking to get off meth, what would you tell them would be their first step? Well, that's that's loaded. Um, number one, I would say just stop. You're not going to feel like it. Really, that's the bottom line. I would suggest... You know, if you know anyone that's addicted to meth, uh, getting them to a hospital, sometimes they want to ask the person, how much do you use? Or you're never going to know. They don't know. 
the mind is so impaired by that drug, it's more important to see the toxins and the things that they were that was done to their body. So you want to get them into a facility. Can anybody that wants to stop meth, it's important to just stop using because the more you use, your brain is being powerfully affected by the drug. So no matter what, what I told myself was this, no matter what I felt like, no matter what emotion I was going through, no matter what, not to pick it back up. Now, looking back, I definitely would have done it through rehab or facility just because of the support. But you could definitely stop on your own, by all means. I stopped on my own, but I really had to get connected to people. I had to be active. You know, thankfully, I never stopped dancing and stuff like that. So I was connected with other people. But you want to fill that in, get some exercise. If you're going to stop meth, you need to exercise because the meth raises your dopamine levels. So you're going to have to do that naturally. So that's why it's important to exercise, even if it's just going out for a walk to get your serotonin levels, start working on its own again, those dopamine levels and neurotransmitters and all that. Definitely. You know, I think... Um... I like how you said, you know, if you can just stop, but, but, you know, but if you're able to go to rehab, do that because that's going to offer extra support. Yeah. Support. Even if you could just do a 12 step program. No, I'm not into the dogma. I'm not into the 12 step thing, but I know that it works for a lot of people. And I have been to 12 step meetings, just not following the 12 steps all the way. For me, my life is busy. Okay. And just not using, but you want to fill that in with something because the depression is going to hit. It is. You're going to crash and it's a nasty crash. You know, we talk about that psychological withdrawal. Sometimes we think, oh, it's not heroin. You just stop. No, it's really hard um, because nothing gives you pleasure anymore. You want to sleep a lot and you crash. They call you, you crash. And, you know, so it's important, you know, be somewhere. You're going to have to get the rest because your body's been up that speed. You know, so we call it everything's been sped up. So you're going to want you can stay up for days on meth. So got to rest, got to, got to make yourself eat because we didn't really, a lot of times we don't take care of ourselves on the drug, plenty of water. Cause you got to wash those toxins out, drink just water, 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 and getting that rest. And then after you're done with the detox phase, um, I had to force myself to get up. When I tell you that was hard, like tired, you're so drained little by little. It started to get better, but no matter what, I I told myself I wasn't going to pick up that drug again. And that's really the bottom line is not using. Absolutely. You know, what What has been so beautiful watching your transformation and just watching how your all your energy changed and watching how, you know, you now mind you, everyone has good days and bad days. And we've seen it, you know, online and you've been very honest about your journey. And I think that's what's going to help a lot of people is that you've been so honest about your journey and you've literally seen you go through it on, on multiple occasions. So um, when it comes to your support, how much has your galaxies helped you to stay sober? Oh, hey, galaxies. That's our little community. They are amazing. In my inbox, we don't care about the amount of people in our chats and stuff like that in our community. It's about honesty and just no judgment zone. And they have just been with me through some really hard times. And I could say that definitely played a part in my sobriety. So I'm very fortunate for the community where I thought I was giving back by, hey, you guys, I'm going to do this and you're going to be inspired by me. No, the people in my community has definitely 
given me just as much as I hope I've given them and in some ways more because they accepted me throughout the relapses were angry sometimes and they've expressed that but just being accountable checking in with them and and having to that's why I always count I try my best to always come up so you guys can see me see my eyes and, and see that I'm sober but it's helped me a lot just the interaction with you guys so yeah and your galaxy as well even though yes in a different sector you are still a part of us and you've been super supportive and i want to thank you you have always looked out for me and uh it's just really just really happy to be here with you in your own house instead of my house absolutely it is such a pleasure to have you on i've wanted to have you on for a minute i know your schedule has been so crazy but like i said I, i'm incredibly proud of you um i actually had a really my dad actually had a really big accomplishment. He hit one year sober uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was actually at I was at the presentation at AA, and it was beautiful um, to be able to see that. And I, I know the one thing that I told that group was that, you know, I don't know what y'all did, but y'all got him sober because awesome. I've been trying to do this since I was a child. And so whatever y'all did, it works. I said, whoever's here for the first time, I'm telling you right now, it works. So they can get him sober, they can get anyone sober. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but he actually has like a really beautiful AA community. And it was really dope to see to see them. They're so loving and they're like wanting to hug people. And it was it was just really, really cool. Um, beautiful, great energy, good people. So um, I'm so proud of him. I'm so proud of you. For everything that I, that you continue to accomplish. Thank you. We're at fourteen thousand subscribers now, right, Miss Sadie? Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. Definitely, definitely. So, when it comes to your content creation, um, like your your editing, how did you get into editing? I like to create stuff. Just uh, I've always loved photography. And I like to, I love nature and I like taking pictures. And so I just started watching videos and then I didn't realize. And then I started to look at some of these videos. And I'm like, Ooh, they need help. So I would <laughs> mess with them and offer, you know, I would, or how I started was just editing videos and sending people samples of it. Like, you know, Hey, I can, I, you know, and then they would just hire me to help them. I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she has some really fun videos. Thank you. Um, we, were, we were talking about, you know, her journey. She would actually, that, that's a lot of her edited content. It's her sobriety journey. So mm -hmm. just really seeing the befores and the afters is just like, wow. She's yeah. a completely different person. Yeah. So I know the live streams can get a little crazy because there you're just talking to people about whatever you're just talking. But my uploads are more how I'm living life, what I'm going through. Uh, and I hope that people can see that I'm showing, even though I show videos of hiking, getting my hair done and stuff, that's all about recovery like okay now i gotta figure out okay what am i doing with my hair what am i wearing i love nature that's my healing space so i make videos like that so that's why i do uploads as well as live streams yes mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> and that that's what he talks about your hair because that that's that's always the controversy of like what somebody's gonna ha have their hair or whatever and i'm just like if you're not paying for it shut up exactly Exactly. Because what people don't understand is that when you have your hair out, it takes hours mm -hmm. to keep it that way. Hours. That's why my yeah. hair in braids because my hair takes three to four hours to do. Yeah. I'm not doing that every day. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And I do love wearing my hair out, but 
Um, ever since I've been wearing it with braids, it's just gotten so healthy, and I just, you know, exactly. I like the look. I like the look, yeah. And you look fabulous, so why not? So do you, <laughs> yes. Thank you, thank you. So what is the one thing that you want to accomplish in 2024 that you did not get to do in 2023? Finish school. Finish school. So what are you going to school for? I want to be a drug and alcohol counseling, but I'm also going to get like general, like my finish up my uh, prayerfully. Uh, I I did, I do have college credits in psychology. I want to finish my degree in psychology as well. So even though I plan on being a drug and alcohol counselor, I definitely just want to finish up so that way I can relate to people. I, I want to finish up my degrees. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you are a veteran as well. Yep, I was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. So what was one of the main things that you learned from being in the Navy? Just how to be around other people, how to deal with it. Uh, my personality kind of fits the Navy well. I love that structure, that kind of structure. Okay, I'm going to do this at this time, but that, that just worked well for me. But I'm more of an introvert, so I had to learn how to work with other people and take authority and stuff like that. I was really spoiled as a kid, you know, so I ain't like that kind of shit. But um yeah, mostly that. It was a it was a good experience overall. Definitely. So what is one piece of advice that you can give to a new content creator? Uh know the audience you're trying to reach and just start before you're ready. I even saw a game too. Mm -hmm. I like that. Start before you're ready. Just, you know, some people say, just hit the button. Just hit live. Hit live or do uploads for Grout. I mean, there's some people that don't do live streams. They make videos. They do uploads. Uh, some people do one or the other. And then if you're going to do live um, uploads, do you want to do shorts or do you want to do long form videos? So two different algorithms. Well, you know, algorithm, algorithm is the algorithm. YouTube, the uh, YouTube shorts. It's just, they're both different. So if you just start now, I would figure out which one do I want to do more? Do I want to make, right now, shorts are really popular because of TikTok. Now you got Instagram, you know, the reels and stories and all of that. And then, so I would master one or the other first. And then maybe later if you want to do both. Because it's just completely different. You do shorts, you got to wow them from the beginning. You, yeah. you know what I mean? You got you to gotta wow them, pack it in. So, but it's really popular. So I've been doing mostly shorts lately, but I also like my, you know, my videos are 16 by nine. The shorts are nine by 16. And mm, so I do both, but that's because I've been editing for a long time. Right. Yeah. Because if you're doing shorts, you definitely want to know how to edit. Because you have to make sure that you get that, that clip that's going to make a statement. Yeah, things are always changing. You got to keep up with it. And by long time, you guys, I just mean like years. But um, yeah, it's just it's just different. If you do, you know, if you're going to do a video like YouTube, you want to do 16 by 9 if it's going to be, you know, longer than 30 seconds or so. And that's fun as well. I like it. It's more, you know, details. It's it's. I, I like telling a story and sometimes in a short you know, in the short, you got to get to the point, get there, get out. But in your long format, that's good too. And But you still want to make every moment count. I'll, you know what I mean? I always say, don't have the video, you know, have it as long as it needs to be, but not any longer than that.
keep it keep it still trying to make every every moment work but i love that creativity process i like i just like it i like telling a story definitely definitely so when everything is said and done what do you want your legacy to be i want to help break down the uh, some of the stigma surrounding substance abuse disorder it's not it's, it's no different than any other condition it's a chronic condition that can be that can be treated you know regardless even you know i'm not gonna argue is there a cure is there not a cure because then we have to get into different you know i'm gonna stick with there's no cure but there's treatment because you always you know like i could be sober for 20 years but if i relapse my addiction is going to be full-blown again so that's why so i'm going to lean towards there's no cure okay but it can be treated um i don't look at myself the same anymore i'm like wow now life is normal but it definitely needs to be treated even if that treatment is not using anymore that's still a form of treatment okay so i i just want to be able to talk about things like that put a face behind you put a face behind something right now we say addiction addiction you just think of an addiction you put a face behind that condition then people start to see it as a human condition and so many people struggle in silence because they're afraid of the sting of being stigmatized they're afraid of being judged nobody wants to be looked at as a junkie and all that so you know kind of teaching people how their language and the things that they say and the attitudes how it affects people and it stops them from getting help because i guarantee you got somebody struggling in your family or a neighbor because of how many uh how many people are addicted to a substance whether it's prescription prescription pills street drugs it's all an addiction and people need to get treated insurance companies it's important because with all the stimulation i mean they we should be able to go to a hospital and get treated and i mean for months a few months the same as any other condition but because of all the, you know, the insurance don't have, they're not paying out like they should. I mean, it's just so much more than just you and I. Addiction affects our communities. And without people getting treatment, there's not enough beds available and stuff like that. And there should be. Then we're all affected by it, whether it's our own addiction or not. Our communities are affected by it. And um, and then I'm look, and, and then look at the laws that's being made. You know, why do they, it's almost as if they want us to be numb, like as a distraction from every, everything else. And all of those things start with the conversation. But the most important thing is just to have compassion on somebody that's struggling with addiction because they didn't just become, they didn't just start struggling. Something happened along the way. Somewhere yes. they got broken and they're people. And if something happens to you and you're self-medicating, your brain responded to this drug in a certain way and you became addicted then that person should be able to get help and not be ashamed about it. I agree 10,000%. I think the biggest thing that I would say is, especially when it comes to um, people that are addicted to, you know, over-the-counter medication or prescription medication, there's no reason that that same person that was addicted to something that's prescription shouldn't be able to go into a hospital and get treatment. Exactly. exactly. Because y'all caused the problem since you gave too much of the medication to the person yeah you know what I'm saying? a lot of people become addicted because like like just like you said you know off a of prescription pills or something else some, some something and then maybe they can afford those pills or something happens along the way but uh and we all know trauma affects the brain and it affects yeah. how we play and you know a lot of there's a reason why a lot of people 
suffer from addiction that's been traumatized or, or that's been traumatized as a kid. It has to do with how our brain responds to stuff and how our brain, how the dopamine levels are raised once our brain responds to stuff. So addiction, it's not just about willpower, it's so much more than that. And so it's just important to understand it. And that's why I need the education to understand it more. Absolutely. It is so much more than just willpower. It is so much more than just, um, you know, the basic statistics or whatever. It's a global issue. It is. And I, think, and I think we need to start treating it as a global issue and treating it as a medical issue. I agree 100%. So, yep. Definitely, yeah. So, like, you know, if it's a nonviolent drug offense, it needs to be rehab as opposed to jail. I agree. Yep. Absolutely. Most definitely. So what do you have coming up, Miss Lady? I know you got so you got some live streams coming up. you I know we, we we talked about you know getting variety content. So yeah, I'm getting ready right now. You know, I get through the I gotta get through the holidays. The holidays sometimes bum me out, you know. I don't know and I, I don't know why it does. I just get this depression, you know. So I gotta get through the holidays. I'll be in Wisconsin within the next few days. So I'm just going to get ready for that trip and do some live streams there, probably cooking stuff with my family or hanging out in Wisconsin, just, you know, kind of fun stuff. That's be fun. Awesome sauce. Yeah, yeah. I never could do it. If I was using and, and worried about getting high and stuff like that, I couldn't take this trip. So all those little, you know, you got to celebrate the little things like, okay, I'm getting on a plane. I'm getting, you know, I just got to celebrate small stuff. And that's so important to, you know, I know at one point you were, you were talking about like how you can live life because you can remember what happened yeah. when you go to these events. And so I know for the family that that definitely uh, is, is a joy for them to be able to see you in your true self, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited. Sure. I'm excited. You have holiday plans? I'm in Vegas and we're going to be doing some work. Um, probably my, my I do a little bit of, uh, you know, cooking and whatnot, but yeah, so it's going to be fun. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe four hours away from where I am. Yes. So go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, follow you, and most importantly, book you. Oh, well, my channel is misunderstood, just like that. Um, the URL is misunderstood as always, and, you know, you can stop by there send me a message. I'm always available to talk or anything like that. I'm Nicole Uncensored on Instagram. N-I-C-H-O-L-E Uncensored. Yeah, just like that. So yeah, stop by, you know, check me out and hopefully you'll like what you see. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on. You are such an amazing person. I'm so incredibly proud of you once again. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing your amazing journey and year two. Yes, sobriety rocks. We just take it one day at a time. I thank you so much for having me. I, I, you know, you're such a joy to be around. And um, yes, we got this. Thank you for having me. I'm going to take care. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.